What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham, Justin Tracy, Dan Kiefer coming to you with a new episode of Talking Football, previewing the playoff weekend coming up for the wild card round. We have a whole list of bets, but before we get into that, let's talk about that boat race of a national championship game that we saw with the Georgia Bulldogs winning two times in a row. So congrats to them. First off, how about them dogs? Just absolutely dominating those horned frogs. Didn't stand a freaking chance. And uh, honestly, it was kind of disappointing to watch. I felt bad for TCU and I felt bad for Max Duggan. But boys, what were your thoughts and how were your feelings towards both of these universities? You know, I thought it was funny that everybody was dogging TCU, right? Ooh, pun intended. Uh, but uh, how bad does Michigan look out of this? That was my takeaway. Is that Michigan's hey, yeah. defense? I mean, who's been praised all year, too? You know, look at it. Michigan beat Ohio State, in which, hey, great for them to understand that rivalry. But at the same time, Ohio State was a dog shit field goal away from beating Georgia. And then Georgia, you know, absolutely boat races, dominates, however you want to say it, TCU and TCU beat Michigan. So, I mean, I don't know. If I don't want to segue this right away to a Harbaugh talk, but do you guys think there's any truth to Harbaugh leaving Michigan? He's taken interviews. But, I mean, I just think Michigan looks bad in this scenario. I do. I think my takeaway is they look bad. They do look bad. Um, and, yeah, most likely he's probably gone and when it's all said and done. Um, sorry, Austin and I are going to just be laughing this entire episode because yeah. Dan decided is to get an camera? iPad and the camera focuses in on him slow motion it- every time he moves, and it's hilarious. Um, and I feel like dishes are being done, which is great. You love to you love to hear it. You love it. You is this is this better? Is this better? No, no, not. absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> Please stop. Uh, but Jim Harbaugh going to interview with other teams in the NFL. I do think it's something to to take serious because. I believe we talked about it one of our last couple episodes here is that Jim Har's been kind of Jim Harbaugh, excuse me, has been kind of disrespected at Michigan. I mean, you get to a point where you're on the hot seat, you almost get fired, you have to take a huge pay cut, and then you lead the team, you know, back to back playoff appearances. You lose, sadly, in both of those. You get a little bit of a pay raise this year, which kind of made up for it, but you've beat Ohio State the last two years. And now it's at a point where it's like, well, what else you want Jim Harbaugh to do with Michigan? He he brought them back to relevance, and that's what you wanted him to do. You just haven't been able to win a bowl game in that, and there's a lot that plays into it, you know, with players deciding to, to opt out and get ready for the NFL. Why play in a meaningless bowl game? But these last two years, it's just you can't get out of your own way, and especially this last matchup against TCU, Michigan just they kept being too risky on defense, and honestly, it just cost you the football game. They're right at the end. So it just that's part of it. But with Jim Harbaugh going to the NFL, he had a lot of success there. Why not go see if you can get it again? I mean, you had success in San Francisco. You go to Michigan, rough start. You eventually start to find that success. Feeling a little bit disrespected. Maybe you've reached the point of where you can at Michigan besides just winning a national championship. Go back to the NFL and lead a team back to relevance there. And then you're just going to be known as this legend of a football coach that came in and fixed, you know, franchises or programs. Because ever since Jim Harbaugh was with the Niners, they've been relevant. I mean, leading all the way up to that. Either they're in a contention for a Super Bowl or they're not. And that started again with Jim Harbaugh taking over. With Michigan, kind of the same thing right now. If you do go to the NFL, it's going to be interesting on where he possibly goes. Is it Denver? You know what I mean? Is it going to be an Indianapolis? Is it going to be a Carolina, a Houston? It's it's interesting to see where he could possibly go and then find success and maybe bring that franchise back up top. I think you made a really good point, Austin, is 
has Harbaugh reached his ceiling at Michigan? You know, beating Ohio State, getting to the college football playoff, is that enough for Michigan, or do they want national championships? It seems like he's raised the floor to the point where Michigan expects a national championship, and he might just not be that guy to get him over the hump. So does he take the easy out right now when he's hot, his name's hot, back-to-back college football playoff appearances, and just go to the NFL where, we, like you said, he's had success before? Because the Big Ten's only going to get better. Ohio State's not going anywhere. So has he reached his ceiling? So is this a, you know, get out while the getting's good kind of scenario for Harbaugh? Could be. I mean, that's a tough look, though, if you're saying, like, yeah, you've reached your ceiling because there's other good teams in your conference. Like that's no, a tough. I mean, that's a tough just, look. I mean, you. Can I don't kinda, even know if it's within kinda, your conference. Like you've won well, it two years in a row. Okay, or, is this yeah. is this the same as Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma? Okay, you've continually won the conference. You go to the college football playoff and you get shit on. Yeah, and he bounced to USC. Granted, you know, Michigan is a much bigger dog a bigger brand in college football, a blue bud program in comparison to Oklahoma, Oklahoma, especially, you know, with the big 10 versus the big 12. Yeah. For you sure. know, I, I don't know. I don't know where Harbaugh could go up from here, you know, Alabama, you know what? So like, it's just kind of a scenario where you got to look in the mirror and at the end of the day, what does he want? You know, does Harbaugh want to be at Michigan? He said he's a Michigan man, but same time, I mean, people like chasing rings in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, and it's only going to get harder in college football with the recruiting pool. Like, yeah, oh, that's that's put a huge wrinkle in it. And he is older. Maybe he's like, I don't want to have to deal and worry about that. You know, like that's three sixty five of recruiting. Whenever a kid decides to hit hits the transfer portal, like, hey, at some point, yeah. I just I just want to coach football and yeah. win football. And games. once and you know, and once you got him, you don't get to keep him either with a transfer portal. You know, yeah. you're sitting down having dinner with a prospect and his parents. You know, how many times you get him committed? You redshirt him, and then the next year you got to recruit him all over again. Otherwise, he's hopping to your rival. Yep. So it's it it is. I don't think it's ever been harder to be a college football coach. Yeah, but whoever finds that winning recipe is going to be fun to watch. That's for sure. Luke Fickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as long as he doesn't end up with the Colts, like I just don't want him to. Like that, it just scares me. Like what he could like watching what he did with the Niners. I just don't want him to be. Yeah, but I mean, look at it in the sense of he's going back home. He went back home to Michigan, right? Maybe you I go know. back home to the Colts as well. Maybe. I'm just saying as a Jacks fan, I just don't want that. That's oh, okay. I'm, I'm on page with you there. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Let's dive into enough of that. That game sucked. It was miserable. I listened to – I was driving home, um, and I listened to the first quarter, and I ended it. I was just like, this is done, and I turned it off. So I kind of wish I would have done that. Um, yeah. Before we actually get into these bets here, we've not – Talked to Tree since last episode, of course. Or I haven't. The Jags won in the division there. You not getting to watch that last game. Yeah. Thoughts, was, feelings, concerns? It was stressful. So went to the stadium to watch Monster Jam. It was badass. It was awesome. Um, there was a screen that had the game on, and I saw the teal in the corner of my eyes and just immediately put the hood on, walked past it, went and got my beer, put the hood back on, walked past it put on my noise canceling headphones and it was just like heads down. Let's watch some monster trucks. Let's watch some motorcycles bounced head down again, got into the car, no radio, nothing made everybody in the family just sit in silence on the way home for the 20 minutes. <laughs> and so we got home and then I made my little, cause I stayed with my little sister at her house, made her turn the TV on, make sure it started from the beginning and not the end. 
and then watched it. So no, man, could you I avoided it. Could you enjoy monster trucks? Because I feel like if I was in your scenario and like, yeah, you you did a great job blacking yourself out, but I don't think I could enjoy like you know, the monster truck show, knowing that the game was going on yeah. and I was missing it. Yeah. I think so, it would eat me alive. Yeah. So this is going to sound like the cheesiest shit ever, but seeing the smile on my kid's face oh. made, made it, made it worth it. And Damn, I know that's out of the year. And I know that sounds cheesy and I know it, but like, dude, that kid fucking loves monster trucks. And so that's like awesome. when, when we told him like right before we were leaving, he was stoked and yeah. So anyways, yeah, it was hard. I will say that like, especially the first like 20 minutes of it where I'm like, Okay, it's probably in the second quarter and you know like that but um yeah and here's here's dan talking to his wife not muting himself uh, <laughs> and she, uh, she probably just heard me say that Sorry, next I think it's important uh, if there's no date here so <laughs> oh man that's lovely um there's a mute button pal but let's go ahead and get into <laughs> some of these bets because this is fantastic don't get in a fight over a podcast <laughs> yeah, do not, yeah. talk log, about what you need to talk about YouTube. that talk is about hysterical so here, here's what we're gonna do though do what you need uh, to do boo yeah so i want to go over brackets i love doing the <laughs> like let's predict what's going to happen in the playoffs <laughs> so this is what we're going to do we'll go over this and then when dan's back um we'll let him jump in on the conversation so Obviously, we know the Chiefs got the bye. We know the Eagles got the bye. So here's here's how it plays out. So we obviously have Jags versus Chargers. We have the Bengals versus the Ravens. We have the Dolphins versus the Bills. I'm assuming we both, or I should say all three of us, have the Bills moving on and have the Bengals moving on. Is that a safe assumption there? Yeah. Okay. Do you, maybe this ruins the betting portion of it, but like I just want to go all the way through this. Do you guys have the Jags or the Chargers winning? Uh, I texted you guys on Monday, like smash the Jags line as soon as it came out. Uh, Trees, I know we talked about this, but I think the Chargers playing their starters last week when there was no reason to, and then losing to Denver and Mike Williams getting hurt. There serious bad vibes going right going on right now with the Chargers. And I think on the flip side, everything seems to be going Jacksonville's way. They're hot at the right time. We see this every year. And I know what they run into round two, but at least round one, I think they beat the Chargers. I mean, I'm actually right there with you. For some reason, I'm heading into this weekend thinking that the Chargers are almost overlooking the Jaguars. Like, they're just better than them. And they're going to come into this with this mindset of, hey, we're a good football team. Jacksonville just kind of scratched and clawed their way in here. Again, no pun intended. But, like, I just feel like the Chargers, for some reason, are looking at themselves all high and mighty, and they're going to lose this football game when they have no reason to. And I don't know – I don't. I guess I don't really have any, you know, justification to back that up, but it's just kind of the way I feel about it. It's just my opinion, okay? Yeah. I'm rolling with Jacksonville to win this football game, actually. Yeah. I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. Again, Bills – sorry, Kiefer, going to annihilate the Dolphins. Yes. And pretty much all agree that the Bengals are going to beat the Ravens without Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And I kind of feel the same way with the Jags. Like, obviously, they kick, the Jags kicked the shit out of them week three. And then, you know, but, like, that game was so weird, right? Like, that was yeah. right after Justin Herbert got hurt against your Chiefs on that Thursday night yeah. before that. They didn't have Allen. Um, Slater got hurt in that game. Lindsey got hurt in that game. 
and um, Joey Bosa got hurt in that game. So, like, it's that weird thing that the Jags kicked the shit out of him, but, like, the whole game plan probably got blown up for the Chargers in the middle yeah. of the game with all the and injuries. Another thing to point out, too, is Jacksonville's defense has proven again and again in this year that, hey, like, we can force a turnover and yeah. score yep. off of it and, oh, one, put our team back in the game or, two, just let alone win it. Yeah. So I think if you are the Chargers and you're Justin Herbert especially, it's like you have to find a way to play mistake-free football, but you can't let that be a focus or you're going to make mistakes. Yeah. And if you're Jacksonville, you know, Duck Peterson with Trevor Lawrence is like, hey, man, don't play scared. Like, Don't be playing – don't be worried about what you did the last couple of weeks, this whole new season. Let yeah. that puppy fly and trust your decision-making and just let it rip. Yeah, that's actually what I'm super most excited about is like the Jags basically already had their playoff game and a primetime yeah. game last weekend, right? Like Justin Herbert hasn't had a playoff game. He might go through that first quarter like, oh man, you know, overthrowing a guy a little bit more, too much juice. Trevor's not going to do that anymore. He already went through it last week. So that's why yeah. I'm excited for it. I do think it's going to be a close game. I actually think it will be, might be one of the best games of the weekend, honestly. I, I hope so. I really do. Yeah. So that would put forward to, yeah. And if that happens, Austin, you and I next weekend, it would it would not be fun. Yeah, for you. <laughs> I know I'm a thousand percent. I'm saying that literally. Oh. I'm saying that. But I mean, I hope that that's how Chiefs fans feel, though. It's like not for you because you guys are going to just start overlooking people. Though I will say that. So no, I, I don't think it's overlooking at all. It's just like here comes Jacksonville. We thought it was going to be the chargers but it's like yeah. jacksonville played them good earlier in the regular season yeah i feel like that ended up was a closer ball game than you know kind of came out to be but yeah. trevor lawrence you know more experience underneath his belt that was when things started to change for jacksonville too after that game i mean trevor lawrence talked about it uh, as post-game conference where doug peterson told him after the locker i'm like hey i see our season coming down to week 18 winning we're in losing we're going home and yep. sure enough that's what happened totally okay um so You're then having your team's I was going to say, what's it like having your teams have a chance at the divisional round? Can't relate. Yeah, I mean, injuries. your team's there. It's just oh, your it's, quarterback's it's just brain keeps touching at school. Yeah. You went, you went quiet there. We didn't hear what you just said. And it's muted. So that's great. Dan's having a, just a great day right now. <laughs> He's just shaking his head now. He's just so upset right now with himself and with his iPad. Anyways, let's head uh, off to the, the let's NFC, head off to the, though. Yeah. So, Vikings, Giants. I mean, I'm spoiling my pick, but I'm taking the Giants. Man, I want to, but I just don't feel like the Giants' offense is going to be able to hang. Like, I think Minnesota's offense, if they just kick it off with a bang and they're explosive, New York's going to be in a position where they have to throw the football. And I don't, and maybe. Daniel Jones and Kenny Galladay can have something figured out within this last week after Kenny Galladay scores his first touchdown. Sad part is Daniel Jones wasn't the one throwing him the ball. And so now you head into this weekend where Saquon Barkley has clearly been your workhorse of the season. Can Minnesota, you know, defense just contain him in a way? I know that's a lot easier said than done in a way, maybe to ask him to do that. But I just, I don't know, man. I would like to see New York kind of make a little bit of a run here. Like that's, you know, usually when New York has been good is where everyone's overlooking them in the wild card and they make some sort of a run through the playoffs. But with the Vikings this year, I, I just feel like it's almost kind of their year to go make some noise again with the expectation being there. Instead of them being the surprise team of the playoffs, it's okay. Hey, we expected them to be here. They are here. Now we're expecting them to win and they will win. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like these two actually had the most come from behind victories this season. 
both these teams. Yeah. Vikings yeah. have, I think it was Vikings have like eight and Giants have six or seven, something like that. And so the Vikings both, have eight. Yeah. Eight. I didn't realize the number was that high. I thought it was like five. Yeah. It was holy crazy. cow. I, so crazy. So both these teams. That's half your fucking run. games. <laughs> That's why I'm saying that I just don't think they're going to win. Like, I just think that like at some point, like that type of stuff runs out. Um, given if you know, it probably lasts another week, but I, I'm taking the Giants there. Um, I'm assuming we're all taking the 49ers. Let's see if Dan's mic is working. Dan, speak. Nope, not working. Okay, perfect. So we are Technical all taking, difficulties. We are taking the Niners there. Um, I do th- real quick about this game. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I am interested to see how Seattle attacks San Francisco. Yes. Uh, they've lost kind of big margins this year with the two matchups that they've had, of course. But coming in, it, it does make me wonder, does Geno Smith push the ball down the field? Kenneth Walker, how is he on the ground? I feel like he's become more of a vocal point of this offense throughout the season, clearly, but he's healthy heading into the playoffs, which I think is something Seattle has really struggled with. I know we've talked about it several times, Trees, you and I doing this for a while, that or Seattle reaches this point and the running backs are always banked up or they have to get someone else come in. And it's like, well, you know, you've not been a big part of this. It's kind of throwing us off our rhythm. Kenneth Walker coming to this point, it's going to be interesting. But the thing with San Francisco is they don't make mistakes, man. Like they just play good, sound, flawless football and their defense is disciplined. They fly around, they get after the quarterback. Their secondary is good. Their linebackers are good in coverage and stopping the run. But it just makes me wonder, like, does Brock Purdy choke in this moment? You know, like, he is a seventh-round draft pick. He's not played like one this year. They even talks of him possibly being rookie of the year. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. But it's interesting to see that his name's even up there. It, I think this can be a fun game. I don't want to just overlook this because San Francisco has been good all year. I do, I do hope that Seattle can kind of compete. But heading into this next matchup, Tampa Bay versus Dallas on Monday night, I'll be honest with you, dude, I've already convinced myself that Tampa Bay has won this football game. So have I. I have. Oh, I'm so I am game. so happy to hear that, dude. You have no idea because I thought you were going to be like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" But to back it up, and I feel like I've been talking a lot here lately, so I do apologize. I just don't believe Dak anymore right now. Like I've just, he's not been consistent. But I did see something where Dallas has been on a little bit of a, uh, what's the a rhythm this year? Consistency basis here. A trend, I think, is actually the word I'm looking for, is where they win two games, they lose a game, they win four games, they lose a game, they win two games, and then they lose a game, they win four. They just won two games, and then they lost. So They're set four, to win four. four I mean, which would be a Super Bowl. It would be, and that's mm-hmm. a little, you know, a little, a little weird. Yeah. But uh, it, it's going to be interesting, but I just, I think Tom Brady reaching coming into this point where you have digs for the Cowboys, who's clearly been known to take chances, you know, be a little go-getter with it. Can Tom Brady and Mike Evans take advantage of that? Running the football, that's what Tom Brady loves to do in the playoffs. Those little dink and dunk plays down the field, and he's going to hit you with the big shot. I can see Tampa coming into this with only eight wins and upsetting the Dallas Cowboys. Me too. I, I think it's going to be awesome. And when I said, like, oh, this could be the cl- the best game of the weekend when I was talking about Jags Chargers, why I hesitated was because of this game. Um, this, yeah. this Monday night game, I think it's going to be crazy. I, w- I would not be shocked either way. Like it literally is like if the Cowboys win, I pick makes sense. If the Bucks win, pick yeah, totally makes sense. But and I don't Bucks, think, sorry, uh, I don't think Tom Brady's ever lost to the Cowboys. He's not. He's seven and zero. Oh. Yeah. So it's the Falcons, uh, Cowboys, and there's one other team that he hasn't lost. He hasn't lost to, and I can't remember who it is. Is it the uh, Eagles? No, he lost in the Super Bowl. Duh. Yeah. So I don't remember who it was. Um. 
but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. I'm super excited for this game. We did lose Dan. He's logging off, and I think he's gonna log back on here in a second. So that's why you are not hearing Dan for a minute. Um, either way, I and I think I'm trying not to go. I I kind of want to go through our brackets at this point, but like not at the same time. Um, for me, so if if you're in your case, it would be then the Eagles versus the Bucks and the mm-hmm. Vikings versus the Niners. For me, it would be Giants Eagles. And then Bucks Niners. Um, I mean, let's just do this. Like, who do you, who now that we now that it, the playoffs are set, who do you have going to the Super Bowl? I've, and I don't want this to sound biased. I think I have the Chiefs from the AFC going to the Super Bowl. They're just their their offense is too unpredictable in a sense where they can run the football with Isaiah Pacheco. He can get 130 yards on the ground with 25 attempts, and it's just pound the rock again and again. Jarek McKinnon in the passing game has been a huge difference. McCall Hardman is going to be coming back. That's just going to add another speed weapon to the outside or inside for Kansas City. Travis Kelsey hasn't scored a touchdown in six weeks. Uh, That's fucking terrifying if you're another yeah. defense heading into the playoffs because we've seen him score four or excuse me, three in a game alone against Houston three years ago on this day, actually, where they were down 21 to nothing heading into the second quarter. And they come in and eventually win that football game going scoring 51 to seven points for the rest of that matchup. I just think I look at Kansas City right now and you get the bye week and that is absolutely essential heading into the playoffs. But when I look at the NFC and the Eagles, it's we saw Jalen Hurts have success towards the end of the year last year. And when he got to the playoffs and they had to rely on his arm throughout the entire ball game on a game winning drive there, I should say against Tampa, he didn't, he couldn't make the right throw. And that's eventually what cost them the game. And I think that's what motivated him to the offseason this year. I just don't know though, with the Eagles on, if you're going to be able to keep that up with him battling with an injury, even though it is his left shoulder, I do wonder if that's going to play a factor into anything, especially with, is it his left shoulder? No, it's his right. It's his throwing shoulder. It is his shoulder. So yeah. then even more to my point there. Yep. For some reason, I thought it was his non-throwing shoulder, so I do apologize. But then it's like, I want to look at San Francisco. Then the question's like, well, what about Brock Purdy? Like, is he oh. going to live up to that? He's kind of proven that he can. I mean, you you don't have anything to lose if you're Brock Purdy. So why the hell is there any pressure whatsoever? Yep. You just got to come in and do your job. The team already respects you. They've already rallied behind you. Kyle Shanahan has every bit of trust in the world in you. We've seen him do something similar with Jimmy Garoppolo. I just feel like Brock Purdy is a little bit better of a mobile thrower than Jimmy Garoppolo is, and I think that kind of is what helps you know add to this offense for San Francisco. So if I had to pick a Super Bowl, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's a rematch between Kansas City and San Francisco. Yeah, I like it. Um, I think like there's no questions in the NFC that the NFC championship is Philly versus the Niners. Like there's no question. I think that I would love so, to see that. Me too. I think it would be an awesome game to watch. Um, I'm I'm going back and forth on this Bills Bengals game because at the start of the season I was like I just don't think the Bills or the Bengals live up to the hype. I was like I literally didn't even have them making the playoffs. You know, yeah. like I just didn't think they were going to live up to it. And I think I was, was in the same boat as you. Boy, was I wrong. They look fantastic. And, like, I literally don't know who's going to win that game. And, like, I'm not just trying to be different than you, but I actually think whoever wins that game makes it to the Super Bowl. Like, I, I Between the Bengals and the Bills? Yeah, I do. Um, and that's, it, I hope that's a good game. Me too. I really do hope it's a good game. Um, I mean, it was looking like it was going to be a good game a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, so. yeah a thousand percent. Um, and my thing is, is, like, it just feels like 
it just feels like the Bengals have the Chiefs number. And like that just happens with teams, right? They just they like you're like, I'm not saying they're they're better than them. They just have their number. They just yeah. happen to I mean, always ten- win, right? <laughs> The Indianapolis Colts have the Chiefs numbers. The Tennessee Titans have the Chiefs numbers, except yeah. somehow when you get to the freaking playoffs for the Plus. Titans and Chiefs, well, except for the one year with Mariota, we've yeah. moved past that. No need to bring yes. up bad memories. Yeah, but. who brought that up? So <laughs> we have that, yeah. but like I think the AFC Championship game will be electric either way. Um, but and I think it's going to be great. I I love that it's in. Um, I love that it's in Atlanta. I I think that's a good neutral. Yeah. But I saw some people are upset about it, but like I'm actually okay with it. Like. This seems good. Dan, can we hear you? Yeah, can you can you hear me? Yes. Oh my can. god, right, welcome what's up, back. Everybody? How you doing? How you living? Welcome to talking <laughs> football. Uh, I'm actually it. on my phone now. So oh, that's awesome. fun. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. I have so, my have my AirPods in and everything's still coming through my phone. I love it. Perfect. Okay. So we just did who is your Super Bowl now that the bracket is made. Uh, Austin so, is going. Sorry, Austin is going with the a rematch. He's going Chiefs versus Niners. Um, I was saying that I actually think the winner of the Bengals Bills game is who makes it the Super Bowl. I never got to who I said, but um, I'm going with the Bills, so I'm actually going with the Bills Niners. Wow! Don't you care? Oh, what you guys have talked about, but oh, wait, God, you can hear me, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, you cut out for so I think Buffalo is going to be the hardest team out in the entire playoffs because of the emotion they have behind them with Hamlin. I think that is a very galvanizing force on top of them being so close the last couple of years and not getting it done. Bills fans all offseason, all year have said our season starts in January. Well, guess what, folks? It's January. So I think the Bills are going to be a very tough out. I do have them losing to the Chiefs, and then I have Chiefs-Philly very chalk, just because I feel like on the, the NFC Reed side... Bowl. Yeah, no shit, right? I feel like on the NFC side, it's going to be Philly-San Fran, because San Fran, like I heard you guys say, in the playoffs, they just don't make mistakes, right? They're such a well-coached team that knows how to win in the playoff games. Weather doesn't bug them. That plays to them, actually. But I think it's going to come down to quarterback play on the NFC side between Philadelphia and San Fran, and I just have more faith in Jalen Hurts than I do Brock Purdy. Sorry, Brock. It's just the way it is. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I got KC Philly, and I got KC coming out on top. I just think this is, once again, a master class in Andy Reid. It's plain, pure, and simple. I like it. I just – my only question was Jalen Hurts' <laughs> throwing arm. That's it. It's also just nice to have you back. <laughs> It is. All right. Okay. Like we we all kind of forgot that Josh Allen's been playing with an injured, you know, throwing shoulder too all year. So that's a good point. It's very fair. Very fair. All right, cool. Um, let's go ahead and get into our bets. I know we've kind of talked a lot, so we can kind of speed through these. I kind of like the idea of us just like going through all of our bets all at once. So Austin, why don't, I you, love just, that. Why don't you just go through all 10 of yours and then we'll go through 10? I um apparently i'm the only one that wants to go more than 10 so i actually have 13 so i'll go last so let's go austin then dan and then i'll go Go okay perfect so i'll go ahead and just kind of rattle through these vikings first giants i'm going to take the vikings favored by three 
Bengals versus the Ravens. No Lamar Jackson. I think the Bengals sweep them with a, just a clear nine and a half point victory there. They're favored by nine and a half, taking that. The Bills and Dolphins game, I have multiple bets for. I'm going to take the over at 43 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bills find a way to just match that over themselves, just like Georgia did this Monday night against TCU. Sorry, Dan. But I'm also going to take the over for three and a half touchdowns for the Buffalo Bills. Next, I have two more bets here for the Seahawks-Niners game as well. I'm taking the Seahawks plus four and a half versus the Niners. I know I predicted the Niners to go to the Super Bowl, but with them having two big victories over the Seahawks this season, I think the Seahawks can keep this game at least close enough for the four and a half, but I'm going to take the under at 42 points. I do think this is a close ball game, but I don't think it's a high-scoring ball game because I think Seattle's going to come to play, of course, with this being the third matchup of the year. Next up, Jaguars versus Chargers. I am taking the Jags plus two and a half versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Kind of gave my reasonings a little bit ago with how char- with how the, the Chargers are going to come into this game with a possible mindset. But I'm going to take the Jags to score under 23 and a half points for this ball game. I do think they can find a way to win, but they're not going to be scoring over 23 points. I just I think it's going to be one of those hard fought matchups here, which is going to be an enjoyable game. And then my last game that I'm going to be betting on. I have two bets as well. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Cowboys. I'm taking the Bucs plus two and a half. And then I'm going to take the over for the total points for the Buccaneers at 22 and a half. I do think the Bucs just come out, lighten it up, and the Cowboys are going to be like, well, weren't really prepared for this. We would like to run the ball. We can't. Dak, please make it happen. Oh, there's another pick six. I like it. What are the asterisks for on your on this sheet? Not that anybody else can see it, but just curious. Uh, what I would like to recommend for uh, our oh, five leg parlay. It. Okay, got it. Sorry. Sorry. All right, go ahead, Dan. I, I like that. That's a that's a that's a good idea, Austin. I like that. Uh, yeah. So Pull I'm them. also going Jags plus two and a half. I'm uh texted you guys the second Tua was out, and I said smash Bills minus ten. So I'm keeping that line because I also tweeted that it's the gr- easiest bet in sports gambling history. So I'm keeping Bills negative ten because I locked it in two days ago. Uh, I would have probably 16 bets if I wasn't a Dolphins fan because when Austin was going over three and a half in my head, I heard that as Dolphins over three and a half points. And I was like, man, you sure you don't want to take the under? Uh, I think they're going to get absolutely boat raced, like truly humiliated. Dear God, could could Georgia beat the Dolphins? I think that tweet's coming from someone this weekend. It's not going to be good. Uh, So – Got Bills minus 10, taking the over San Francisco two and a half tutties, taking the over two and a half Jacksonville tutties. Uh, I got the Giants plus three, taking the team over Baltimore 15 and a half points, taking the over Bengals two and a half touchdowns. You guys seen a trend here? Taking the over Dallas, uh, Tampa Bay 46. Think that's got shootout written all over it. The over nine and a half first quarter Giants, Minnesota. And then the over 23-and-a-half first-half points between Tampa and Dallas. So double-dipping on the over points in Tampa Bay and Dallas, which I wasn't nervous about until I saw Teresa's bets. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Okay, I'll start us off. Let's start off with, uh, with the first game. Seahawks. I'm going over 16-and-a-half points. Uh, Austin kind of brought it up at the start. Like, does – does Gino kind of sling it a little bit and find a way? And I kind of think that this just is like a backdoor over. I think that they're probably sitting at 14, you know, three, four minutes left in the game, probably down 14 and they score, you know, a touchdown to get the over. So over 16 and a half there. 
I'm going to take the Chargers minus one and a half in the first half. Jags are a second half team. I think the Chargers actually go into halftime with the lead in this game. Um, But I am taking the Jags at minus two. Um, This number actually, I just realized, is down to uh, one and a half. So, um, but I am taking the Jags at plus two um, or plus one and a half, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm taking them because they are winning this game. Uh, As Austin said, why he was taking the under 23 and a half total points for the Jags. I actually think this is also a low scoring game and I'm taking the under nine and a half in the first quarter of the Jags uh, Chargers game. So I don't think there's a lot of scoring there early. Uh, moving on into Sunday's games, Bills minus 12 and a half. We're all taking this, man. Like we're all, all. I guess Austin technically didn't take it, but he is taking them to dominate this game. So uh, minus 12 and a half there. I'm taking the Bills at minus six and a half in the first half. I'm taking the Dolphins under seven and a half in the first half. They are not getting 10 points in the first half. Um, then moving on to the next game, Giants. It's really sad, isn't it? <laughs> um, I'm taking the Giants plus three, so opposite there of Austin. Um, and then I'm taking the over nine and a half first quarter points in that game. Moving on to the next game, the Sunday night game, we have Bengals. I'm taking the Bengals at minus nine and a half without Lamar Jackson playing. I'm taking the under 16 and a half total points for the Ravens. I don't think that they find a way to get 17 points against this Bengals defense. Um which means I'm taking the under 41 and a half in the Bengals Ravens game. And then I'm also going to take the under 46 in the Cowboys bucks game. Uh, Bucks offense is starting to get a rhythm, but I also still see this being a low scoring game between the two. I think there's going to be a fair amount of turnovers that turn into just three points and not seven points. And it keeps it somewhat low. So uh, Dan and I will be very opposite on that. So those are my 13 bets. Um, Somebody talking, I'm going to dive into my three leg parlay. Um, Bills minus six and a half in the first half. I'm taking the under 46 in the Cowboys Bucks on Monday night. And I am going to take that under 41 and a half in the Bengals Ravens game. Love it. I'm going to go Vikings favored by three versus the Giants. The total points over for the Buccaneers at 22 and a half. And then the under uh, 42 points for the Seahawks versus the Niners. Over first quarter, nine and a half Giants Vikings. The Bills at minus 10, and then over two and a half San Francisco touchdowns. Love it. All right, let's make this five-leg parlay. So um, I will say I am 4-0 and this year on Niners over on their total team touchdowns. I know you have on your three-leg parlay, but I want that again. I want the, I want the three touchdowns from the Niners in this game. Uh, shout out Austin because last week we gave him shit about putting the over for the college football championship in his bets, three leg and five leg, and uh, Georgia Georgia cleared that by themselves. So yes, they did. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for the shout out. Really do appreciate it. Uh, with the asterisks here, you guys have already seen it, but I want to go Jacks two and a half versus the Chargers. Um, I'm just I'm rolling with the Jags. I don't know. I, I feel like I've been on kind of a roll lately betting on them the last couple weeks. So I just want to keep that heading uh, into the playoffs. Awesome. Um, Looking through mine. um, I like, I like the Bengals at nine and a half, but I also like, I'm just trying not to make sure I'm going, I'm sorry. I'm going through all of ours, making sure I'm not just like counteracting like what you guys already have. 
Um, over nine and a half first quarter. Oh, you have that as well, Dad. I guess we're just taking two of yours from your three leg parlay. I also like the over nine and a half points in the Giants. It's, it's a good. Uh, it's it, it's a good parlay. Yeah, apparently, apparently. Um, okay, cool. Um, what else do you guys like? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I'm just now realizing that I hit on my three leg parlay last week, and of you course did. didn't put any fucking money on it. God of damn course, it! That's that three happens. times this year. <laughs> Sorry for the GD. Uh, my next one that I want to add to our five leg though is going to be the total points over from the Buccaneers at twenty two and a half. I think they can score at least twenty four. So if this was twenty three and a half, I'd still be okay with it. Okay. Let's do it. If you guys don't agree? Tell me. Touchdowns well, from the Bills. I just have the under on that game, and so that makes me nervous. But like, I'm uh, good with it. Like, I'm good with it though. So let's let's stick with it. And sorry, Dan, you were talking and I overlapped you. What what was the bet you liked? I don't hate the Bills over three and a half touchdowns, but I man, I don't. Miami's defense has been playing really good. Maybe we, just, yeah, I don't know. I could like something weird could happen, like where they scored twenty seven with like three touchdowns and two field goals. You know, yeah, for sure. Miami's offense is going to put any pressure on them. Yep. Just... Um, I like. I mean, I'm just so down on the Ravens. Right? I'm so down on the Ravens that like I I like the under 17 for them or just the under in that game altogether. I think the under 17 is almost a lock for them. Like they don't they don't have anybody that's going to score. Have anybody? I mean, yeah. even with J.K. Dobbins being effective, like I don't think you're going to be able to run the ball that efficiently. Agreed. Or effectively, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. Let's do, let's do the under, let's do under 16 and a half there. So, all right, cool. So we got the over two and a half in San Francisco. We got Jags at plus two, please. Um, we got over nine and a half in the first quarter for the Giants Vikings. We have over 22 and a half for the Bucks team total. And then we got Ravens under 16 and a half. Let's roll. Let's do it. Booyah. This this weekend's gonna be fun. This weekend Jake. and next weekends are so much fun. Game. What game are you guys most looking forward to? Um, not counting the Jags game, obviously. Like you said, um, it's probably the Bucks Cowboys. Um, yeah, that'd be my answer as well. I'm interested to see what the Giants and Vikings look like. I don't think I'm excited to watch that game. But uh, I, I want to know, like, what, like, the eventual outcome is. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. I'm excited to see how the game plays out, but I'm not just like, oh, man, I want to watch this game. That's actually why I hesitated, because I was thinking between those two games. Because I was like, I, I can see that game being really good. So. Yeah. So. Sexy football. Like, they yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's not very sexy football. So. All right, okay. We've had so many technical difficulties today. It's been awesome. I've loved every second of it. Um, but we're gonna get out of here. Everybody, enjoy your weekends. Enjoyed some football, and tonight we've been talking football. Yeah.